Welcome to Watch Over, a podcast devoted to all things Arrow and Elicity. Featuring myself, Jen, aka J. Buffy Angel, and me, Kelly, aka Calista Wolf. Be aware we do discuss spoilers and swear now and then, but we will always have fun and you will too. guys we're all alive we're sorry we abandoned you particularly since i said we weren't gonna abandon you and then we abandoned you. i could be kind of a dick um it's really my fault yeah listen it's mostly my fault because all i do is work literally all i do she does this is it's work and it's nick got to hear me like be really mad and upset about it last night and then it was like i don't know it was like jesus was like hey you know what jen we're going to make a lot of Arrow content for you today, so you don't work as much. And also, we're going to free up the schedule and let you podcast with Callie and Maddie. I was like, thanks, Jesus. Appreciate the solid. So that's what we're doing. Looking out for us. Yeah, so Callie's going to be eating out because she needs to eat her dinner. So she might pop in and she might pop out. I've told her I would keep, uh, I would do her proud on the snark factor as we talk about the Arrow okay. news, because holy lord... It'll be like a snarky version of Clippy. Listen, it appears you're talking about Arrow Season A. <laughs> okay, like Do you I need the, some snark? I know. I get, it, I get that it's how latest. Okay, like I get it. All right? But like they fucking dump everything all at once. I'm like, could we parse this out a little bit? Like give me one picture of Steam well, a day. I don't know. Sort it out. I like to pretend that we don't know anything about the show when they drop stuff. And we're okay. like, really? So, all right. So <laughs> we'll start with the good. We'll this. start with the good. And then we're going to immediately download, uh, downshift yeah. into the snark because yeah. there's a lot of it. So yeah. the good is uh, Stephen Amell, Oliver Queen, got a cover on Entertainment Weekly. What? I actually thought it was the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Which is especially a big deal because now Entertainment Weekly only does monthly covers instead of I think they changed so. the name to EW Monthly because I feel like they should. I think it's now pretty much just EW because that's what it's known as, but then not parsing into what those letters stand for. Interesting. Okay. Good to know. Um, so, because I have issues with Steven... My main excitement was that it was Oliver who got a cover. <laughs> I have this like we do. He this is thing. in the suit, so it is Oliver right. Queen. It's an Oliver like it's like no, this is Steven, and then this is Oliver, and this is this was an Oliver situation happening here. I really like the new suit. I do. Right? It's a good combination of season one and season seven. It's like they took all my little favorite pieces, and then it's like very, it's simpler and streamlined, but it looks. Like, it hadn't been sitting in the bottom of a barrel like it was in season one. It, that that hood was loved. That hood saw a lot of action. Saw some wear. Saw some wear. Um, so that was good. Uh, what else did they talk about? Oh, they talked about how basically the show isn't the show without Emily. Like, they're all miserable. Steve I like that sounds just suicidal. Like, <laughs> he's like, it's, it's like, not great. It's not great. <laughs> It was the best line. I mean, literally the only section of the interview. Because, like, as they're going through it, I'm like, I know this story. I know this story. I know this story. I've heard how Steve landed the role at the outset, first audition, knew he had it. I've heard that story from him 
450 times. Pick a new theme, Steven. It's Entertainment Weekly. Give me something else, man. Nope, didn't do it. Uh, and we're going into the last season. Like, we know these stories. I know. I know so many of the stories. I guess I didn't know the story about Mark flying to Vancouver to record Steven's multiple variations of you have saved this city then taking it back to post-production and having them like mess around with it till they found the perfect growl so that also brings into fact like do they add extra growl to steven's you have failed the city in post-production i thought that was all natural like what's it going might on might be a little like voice voice effects going on okay um, like everything with Steven, I feel there is some truth and a healthy dose of exaggeration. I, you know, I feel like that's pretty damn accurate, Callie. Uh, so, basically, Steve's miserable. He's like, hey, it's not, Arrow's over. I'm just doing these ten episodes because crossover. Which, we're like, yeah, everybody knew that. Um, basically, Emily was the heart of the show, and nobody's excited about season eight because she's gone. Which, facts. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's like... I was telling Callie, I'm like, I'm really back to season one, Jen. It's like, I love Arrow. I love Arrow, but without Felicity, I am not obsessed about Arrow. I do also love, in trying to make that up, they're like, here's a Colin Donnell, here's a Josh Cigar, and I'm like, those are some points, like positive points forward, but still not the same draws. I kind of have a thing about, a little bit disagreement about that, just because I think they would have invited a lot of these actors back just because it was the last season i think the importance of them actually getting them back after emily left ratcheted up like a thousand percent (laughs) but i kind of feel like you know especially like colin i feel like they would have had him back even if emily but i think it they gave it a little more fanfare in this case because well because rick can't keep his freaking insta mouth shut he posted The cover, I mean, it was such a rookie mistake. I feel bad for the bastard because you know Beth called him. He posted the cover page of his script. Yes. And listen, this fandom knows their way around the block. All you have to do is zoom in and you can see the black lettering of who's going to be in the episode on the second page. So in remarkably saw, quick time. Right. I mean, it took, what did it take, 30 seconds for somebody to pick it up? So, I mean, it was like anything and everyone that's going to be in the 801, we know. So The enhancing think, of the image is almost as fast as when it is in like a, a CBS crime procedural of just pretty much. enhance. I really feel like it went like this. Rick posts, his, posts the script cover. Beth says, Fuck! Calls him, yells at him, then hangs up the phone, calls Entertainment Weekly, and it's like, hey, could you put this out so it looks like we plan to release? <laughs> Colin and Josh are going to be in the episode. Because it happened like five minutes after Rick posted that cover page. So it's like, you know, yeah. fishy, fishy. Okay, so let's talk about the things I'm annoyed about. Jen's uh, in a mood. I'm in a little bit of a mood. You know, little Miss Jen who's like, hey, you know, we're never going to get any promotion. Just let it go. Okay, but, like, when we actually get promotion, then I'm kind of like, hey, how about all you other Arrowverse shows sit the fuck down because it's Arrow's last season and it should just be Arrow who's on the covers mm-hmm. of Entertainment Weekly. It should have been Diggle and Emily and all Steven and then Emily and Steven together on a cover. Those are your four covers. Boom, done. That that's what we needed. 
Instead, they did, you know, Legends with Sarah. They did oh, fucking Flash with Grant. And then they did um, Supergirl with Melissa. And then they did uh, Batwoman with I Batwoman. will say the images of Grant slow running for photo shoots is, is never bad. not funny. Also, like, that's the cover? Really? He looks ridiculous. He looks like Gumby trying to run. What? <laughs> so I was like, okay, so that like irked me. Like I was like, oh yay, Oliver got the cover. Note, I did not say Steven got the cover. I say Oliver got the cover. Yay. But it's like they've done the whole Oliver they've done the whole Steven Grant and Melissa thing already for Because we had the movie. Super Friends cover, yeah. They did the Super Friends cover. So I'm like, we really could have just, if it's about the Arrowverse, let's just focus on the show that launched all the shows, particularly since it's their last season. season. And I guarantee you, when the Flash goes off the air, they're going to have five different covers of the Flash people. Uh, Greg will make sure that that happens. So a little bitter. I'm also bitter coming to my bitter party. Even if we couldn't get Emily, like, uh, but see, like, that's why I'm pissed. Because they do this shit after she's left the show. So, like, there's no shot of us getting an Elicity cover or yeah. having Emily be part of the interview in any way, shape, or form. I'd even take a Stephen Cat, Oliver, Mia, daddy-daughter photo shoot, Like, basically. whatever. I No, I just want an... All, <laughs> all I have ever wanted, all the fandom wants is an Entertainment Weekly Elicity photo shoot. Is it that hard to... Is that, are we asking that much? We've been asking no. for this for four years now i'd say i mean solid since season two i feel like solid since then so what are we going on that's six years six years yeah yeah you know have we gotten it no and then they give them they give arrow all of this attention i know it's the last season i know that they give them all this attention after emily has already left bite me it (sighs) irritates me so yes while i was excited ooh, look at the pretty cover i was also like fuck you promotional world it totally makes sense why steve grew out his hair the hair looked good because they were like yeah you're gonna be on an ew cover so we're not doing the shaved head mess also here's the thing he's such a snob it's like he will not do any like photo shoots or anything like that for like the little magazines yeah right like unless it hits like some pedigree for him so okay because like he oh i'm not that stuff's stupid i don't have time for that that's like how he sells it but then oh we certainly we certainly have time for the entertainment weekly covers when those pop up so he's just he's just it's just narcissist steve just wanting to have it a certain level so he can get a certain amount of press from it which fine i respect that but like, be honest about it and don't act like you're above oh, all ish. photo shoots. No. Lies. If GQ called you, big fella, you'd be, if you know what I mean? He'd you'd show up. You'd be in a skinny suit and, like, not eating carbs Didn't he do that one already? I feel like yeah. we had a GQ photo shoot with Steven. I don't think we have. I think there's fan edits Is that of, like, Oliver Queen on the cover of GQ. That could be but it. But let me Google. Those fan edits are good. Okay. So, basically, yeah, they just confirmed that the reason why they're doing these 10 episodes is the freaking crossover, which we knew that. So, oh, we did yeah. have. He did. I thought he did one GQ for... in 2014, so was it's it like a while ago. It was yeah. a while ago. Okay. I thought it was Esquire or GQ or something. Okay. All right. So, um, oh, 
All right, more Arrow news. Everyone's miserable without Emily, so at least I know everyone is just as miserable as us. That kind of makes me happy. Well, if we can't be happy. <laughs> I mean, it's a little bit like that. I'm a little bit like, you know what? If I have to be heartbroken, so does everybody else. Y'all made the like... bed. Now go lie in it. Also, I'm like the only one who's watching these 10 episodes, so I have to suffer through 10 episodes without Felicity. I just feel like... Like, there should be liquor or something. I should be getting boxes of liquor as gifts and chocolate. I don't know, to, like, help me through this that nightmare scenario. You sent me I'm Sorry They're Killing Stefan chocolates. I think you should be, like, here's your premiere. I'm sorry Felicity's not on it in season eight, like, caramels or something. <laughs> I'll investigate. Thanks, baby. All right, and then what else? Oh, this was fun. Katie Cassidy. Yes. Because <laughs> uh, we're Katie- starting the like Comic Con previews and stuff. Because Comic Con's next week. SDCC right. So like, is yeah. on its way. So we're we're gonna get a little bit of a publicity. We're blitz. starting. Yeah. So now it's the blitz. The blitz is beginning. Um. So Katie, I can't remember where it was. Was it in TV Guide or something? I can't remember. TV I Guide really sounds care. right. Okay. So there was an article and they were talking about. Emily is not literally every article is like, Hey, here's your arrow season eight tidbits that you guys can figure out by yourself. But let's talk about how sad everybody is that Emily's not here. And I'm like, yeah, that's the truth. So Katie made a comment that she said that Emily made her a better actor. And it was actually a really intriguing comment because she said something along the lines that Emily is very present Okay. In scenes, do you have it? Do you yeah. got the quote? That a girl. Emily has helped shape me into a better actor, Cassidy says. She is extremely present and emotionally available in every single scene, every single moment. So this is like a very, very interesting quote because Steve and David live on Petty Street and in several interviews at comic at you know cons or whatever they fan have fest com- stuff yeah fan fest stuff like they have complained about how all the actors are not emotionally present in scenes whereas you know maybe it's not that they're actor's, not giving or listening right maybe it's not that actor's line but the actor is still you know acting in the, in the scene, scene with you and like being emotionally connective and listening to the your dialogue being said to them and you know kind of like still acting and they have complained yeah. about that a great deal because i remember one time they're like we won't name names but some actors just say their lines and then just stand there for the rest of it and then there was like a pause and then david saying yeah not saying names right <laughs> so immediately everyone it was also interesting when they said that because there was a comment katie had made and i still i still can't believe she made this comment publicly she said she only reads her lines like Like her scenes she she doesn't read the whole script she just reads her her scenes that's it which in retrospect as like she would be doing interviews in the past you're like it doesn't sound like she watches the show at all like what is she talking it was like she's on planet xenon and then she it's said like that. It's like the level and... of Gwyneth Paltrow not knowing she was in the Spider-Man movie. Exactly. It was 100% like that level. And I was just like, I was in Spider-Man? <laughs> no, I wasn't. I was in Adventures. No, no. You were in Spider-Man. Oh. <sighs> to be that wealthy and to just not even know like what, what am I getting paid you're to acting do? in. I just. What They're a just life. giving me the check. It's all. What good. a life she leads. Um, so, oh, yeah. Poop. 
so it was pretty clear in you know after Katie admitting that she doesn't read her uh, she only reads her own, uh, her scenes and then mm-hmm. Stephen and David bitching about the you know someone just saying their own lines that you know it was pretty quick to put that math together so the fact that Katie was saying hey I have learned how to be more emotionally present in scenes because of Emily is a is a stunning admission of poor acting previously I feel <laughs> an acknowledgement that maybe Stephen David had a point and that Emily helped I know. raise it's her like game here's my only admission of guilt <laughs> yeah give it to us gal um the Laurel fans are mm-hmm. always saying that Katie is the better actor. She was acting before Arrow. She'll be acting after Arrow. She is the best, the only award-winning actor on the show. All this blah, 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 blah. And for this, for Katie then to say this, you know, that, oh, Fifi can't act and all this stuff. Emily is she's just not a very good actress. And then for Katie to say, no, Emily has taught me how to be a better actor. Just, like, like, torpedoes them. And I'm always here for their torpedoing. Can I tell you what my petty thing, my petty Laurel fandom thing was? Always. It's super petty. So I got a nasty and on, and I get those on and off. I'm taking a break from them, though, Um, just for my own personal well-being. But anyways, so Mark Guggenheim had posted uh, shots of what looked like suits. So one was black and one was green. So a lot of people were guessing the green one was Oliver's and... You know, I had someone, I can't even say this with straight face. I had someone send me that uh, because Mark had posted, he had posted a black one. So he, so they said <laughs> that's Mark is posting the black canary green arrow suits. This means Laurel and Oliver are happening in season eight. Suck it, loser. And I was like, like, there's no limit to their delusions. <laughs> it's like, what are you even, whatever. So anyways. Today, he's like, the black one was actually Oliver's suit. It, it was a black and white shot of the new suit that Steven had on, which, clever, Mark, clever. Um, but anyways, it was just, I laughed my ass off at the person who thought it was the Black Canary suit and thought that Black Canary would get, like, anything anything from that man. They <laughs> like, really... They really believe she's more important than she is. Even Craig from Green Arrow TV is all like, you know, the Black Canary is, is iconic to the Green Arrow's story. And I'm like, in the comics, maybe. Can we talk <laughs> about Craig for a minute? Can show. we talk about him? Let's you can talk. lift you can lift Black Canaries out, except for Sarah. You can lift Black Canaries out of Arrow and it would have no impact on Oliver's story so at all. Craig yeah. Byrne, is it Craig Byrne? Something like that? Um, he's, he's the creator, writer, developer, whatever you want to call it of Green Arrow TV. And he gets a lot of access to Arrow cast and crew, a lot of access, which is fine. But that particular site, the problem the LSD fandom has with it is it has never been particularly supportive or kind towards Emily Bett Ricards and Felicity Smoke's character in the sense, particularly that clearly she's the female lead. She's clearly the love interest. And it was like almost blatantly trying to downgrade her level of importance over the last, I don't know, six years. So they've also really shaded on Felicity and Felicity fans. It's yeah, not just not he, respecting Emily and Felicity. Right. It's hating on the fans 
or encouraging disrespect to those fans. Oh, yeah. Like, his Twitter. Which isn't a like, great way the, to reach across. Like, he says shit in the articles, and then he goes out on Twitter and fights with all these Elicity fans and insults them. And I think he finally had to get – it was actually fun for me uh, watching the Phantom. Just, like, we just would overload his page when he has the Arrow – uh, awards polls, yeah. and polls and we would just like I mean if Emily was in it anywhere she sweeped it and I think he actually had to retire the favorite Every couple nope. was it the favorite couple yeah, he that he retired because it was <laughs> yes. like clearly and I was like I could just I could always like feel his just seething frustration seething frustration this summer yeah. I'm, I'm I'm absolutely adjacent to fandom this summer, but I have been going over there and voting religiously yeah. every time he puts up a new poll. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. Um. So he was doing really good. Every once in a while, Craig writes something I can agree with. This almost never happens. A broken <laughs> so clock it does is right happen, twice a day. Right. It's like holy crap, the sun has parted and he has seen the light. So I think he said in his Arrow season eight predictions, which were pretty much the standard predictions that everybody else has already made, um, that Emily will come back and nothing would get the fan base more excited than this. I was like, I mean, holy shit, Craig, that's a, that's like that's a lot for him to say that. I feel like maybe it hurt while he typed it out so it's the gift from insecure you know what that is and he was doing so good he was doing so good in that article until we got to mia smoke and didn't he say something like she could become the new black canary yep it's like what well here's the thing i will give craig props in that he actually likes mia and yes. I think saying that she could be a Black Canary, I think he literally thinks that's a huge compliment. Probably you're he right. Loves Black Canary. Yeah. Right. And it, he differs from a lot of the haters in that the haters decided, well, her last name's Smoke, so now we despise her. And that's been a lot of their line ever since she was revealed to be Oliver and Felicity's I, daughter. Yeah, I feel and like so he's. Craig sig- has stuck up for her and said, but I like her. She's. A, She's really okay. interesting. She's a cool character. And he did say she could be Black Canary or Green Arrow. So. Right. I'll give him it, that. that. That part was fine. But anyone, whenever, I mean, it doesn't even matter if it comes from him. Anyone who states that, I just was like nails on the chalkboard to me because they clearly stated in the show that's not happening. Like I'm not a canary. Clearly. And she's learning how to do the bow and arrow. It's like Arrow has been pretty set on what they're going to do. With what her skill set is. Right. So. And because they even set up like the canaries in the future. So. So, yeah, I was pretty happy with the article entirely. But then there was like this weird tweet from him about how canaries are important to the Green Arrow mythos, essentially. And I was like, I don't really feel like anyone's denying the comic book history with Black Canary and Green Arrow. But he's writing about the show, and I feel like a reasonable reaction from fans is to say, listen, sure, maybe in season one, the Black Canary mythos felt really super important, but over the years, they keep downgrading it. It's like it, she gets less and less and less focus. I mean, Dinah last year had more, I'm sorry, not just in terms of Laurel Lance, you know what I mean? I think it's clear that Arrow always wants to have a canary on the show, which 
that's whatever. That's fine. I don't care. They have a whole network now. Have at it. But I think a lot of the argument that fans are making and where it gets to be a frustration is that canaries are more important than Felicity. And I think when you're talking the television show, you have to acknowledge that Felicity Smoke is a more important character than any of the canaries. I'm any sorry. It's just true. <laughs> <laughs> the show's about Oliver Queen. She's had the most impact and most influence on his life. It, that's just, I'm sorry. It just, it's facts. It's kind of like walking around and I don't know. Cause saying that Felicity's Derek Shepard had nothing to do with, you know, d- you know, it's like arguing Meredith's new boyfriend is just as important as Derek Shepard. It's like, well, you know, I wouldn't go that far. That's kind of just where I'm at. So he was doing fine. And then he tweets out this thing. And I'm like, see, this is what you do, Craig. You build a little bridge and then you napalm it. <laughs> it's like we were doing so well. And I had to go back to my disagreeing with him. So it's fine. It's like Jenga until then all of a sudden you until just... Until topples. You're doing okay and then it topples. You're playing Jenga with the Hulk. It's... Um, okay, so other things. So Cat was announced. Cat McNamara was announced as a series regular. And Praise Ben. Jesus. And Ben. Ben was announced today or yesterday? They took today. a really, really long time on Ben. Ben plays, plays William, if you forgot. Um, I don't understand why it took so long. Because they're they're great. I don't know. I maybe he has some fantastic agent who's playing. I don't know. Getting that money. Yeah, and hey, get him all the change you can. I have no problem with that. But I was just very happy mm-hmm. that it all got announced. And, and I think especially too an interesting tidbit because the series regular thing more is just of they're getting paid. Good for them. But for me, what I thought was interesting this week is whatever episode of Arrow they're filming right now. Um, Cat McNamara is um, shadowing James Bamford while he's directing just to kind of get some insight on how all of that takes. But basically, that really shows to me of Cat's here to stay and that they're really invested in her, in her development. Um, listen, this woman is incredibly smart. Um, she got her bachelor's degree... Um, at 17 and she is studying or has completed her master's in economics from Johns Hopkins. Like cat's wicked smart. So I, I was like, you know, she's got a serious backup plan if this acting thing doesn't work out for her, <laughs> but she went from one hit show to the next. So I think, I think she's going to do okay. So. Yes. Um, but I think they basically we're in spinoff here we come mode. I really, 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 really hope so. I'm going to be so sad if we don't get the kids. Because I love the kids. They're my kids. So, um, What I would be interested is that if it doesn't happen on CW as far as with CW's programming, it could still be something that might be direct to um, also in the past week, Warner Brothers announced as far as their as far as their thing in the streaming wars that are to come, HBO Max, that is going to include as far as any of the DC superhero shows, including Arrowverse, that haven't aired yet. So like Batman, or not Batman, Batwoman is going to stream on HBO Max since it wasn't a part of the Netflix deal, the CW stroke. And so that oh, I way, you're saying. Okay. that gives more options as far as spinoffs and things. If it doesn't show up on the CW, it could show up on the streaming network. Hmm. I will still be sad if it's not on the CW. I think it's 
I think to me, Wordy. it makes the most sense for the CW as far as the basically you're just swapping. Like I know they're super like, hey, show. here's Batwoman. This is solves all your arrow message problems. I'm like, no, <laughs> it does no. not at all. Sorry, it has nobody from Arrow. Why would it? Nope. Sorry. I guess they're. I, I know. You know. It's like I'm not really of the. I could just go from one superhero show to the next and love it. Just I'm that's it, not exactly. How I I'm like, no. I fall in love with specific characters. For Star specific City reasons. 2040, which since they're continually still using that hashtag, that's what I think it would like be called. Yeah. That that has more potential of gaining a higher percentage of the Arrow audience, in my opinion, than that woman. I agree. I disagree. You think more people... Dis- not, not on the... No, I disagree on the title. On the, ti- on the what? Because the entire... On the title of the spinoff. Oh, I don't think it would be called that because it's not going to all take place in that one year. True. So that's just my. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's Continue. fair. Yeah, no, I, I get that. That'll be the development placeholder just, name. Yeah, it's like, or I like OTA Next Generation. <laughs> Let's just call it that. It's basically the wedding save the date. <laughs> Pretty much. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I mean, I freaking a if the originals can get a spinoff. The originals. Yes. Who hung on by and then a thread. the children of the originals the got children, a spin-off. Right. It's like, who... That, oh. Don't even get me started on the originals. <laughs> they scored a freaking spinoff. It's Klaus That Nicholson's lasted kid. five seasons. I know it lasted five seasons, but it was like a mid-season replacement for like three of them. They shorted the episodes. It was clinging to life year to year. The Vampire Diaries basically carried it for the first three. <laughs> it was just... Sorry. Sorry to the Originals fans, but no. If they can get a spinoff, Arrow, which created the entire freaking Berlanti universe as we know it, I feel like can get their kids a damn show. But that's just me. Lord knows networks haven't listened to me before. Okay. I'm, I'm looking at Maddie's... Uh, Maddie makes pretty outlines, so we're organized, and that's one of the reasons me and Kelly love her. Oh, we try not fan. to completely devolve into madness. Or we're we talking about fake fan bullshit. <laughs> I mean, it's up to Just you. One last time, as far as as we're heading into, there's still device enough divisiveness that still shows up, like on even on like my timeline, which I keep locked down pretty tight of the whole whether or not you're watching and why you're watching Arrow Season 8 and kind of passing judgment on folks who do or do not. But you know what? It's your choice to watch. That the thing is, sometimes it just boils down in fandom BS, in my opinion. is just the concept some folks can't grasp is just because one person is making one choice that is not them saying that my choices are incorrect or wrong. Yeah, there, there's like, they could there's, just be two separate people making two separate decisions. Yeah, I don't need agreement to make decisions. You know what I mean? Like, if I am the only person watching Arrow Season 8, which there's an argument for that <laughs> to be made, um, that's fine. I'm cool with that. Uh, I think there's, you know, I was... I think there's been. I would some... love if it was like the Nielsen ratings, and it just said, "Jen." <laughs> well, 
I have to get to be a Neil. Like that's what's so sad. I don't even. I'm not even a Nielsen family. So my one viewership wouldn't even show up on the numbers. <sighs> Such bullshit. Um, yeah. So I have been told that I am not a real Elicity fan because I am continuing to watch the show without Felicity. And Callie and Maddie got to hear my rant, which I. I'm calm about it now and I don't care, but it's such a, it's such a ludicrous statement. <laughs> it's like, what are you even talking, what? So yes, am I continuing to watch Arrow after Emily Bet Ricards has left? Yes, but guess what guys, Emily Bet Ricards, I love her, but she's not the main reason I watch the show. I know this will bother some people to hear that, but that's true. I've always been really upfront about that. I love Felicity Smoke. I love Elicity. I don't think you have Arrow without her, but Oliver Queen is my favorite, is my favorite character. It's kind of like, why did I keep watching the Vampire Diaries after Elena left? Well, Elena wasn't my favorite character, and Stefan was. I will say, too, also the fact that it's ten episodes. It's not right. like... Like, if they were doing two more years, guys, I would be like, eh, Maybe just there's watch a, a door, more. and I'm going to find it. <laughs> it's ten more episodes. I might take a chance to reevaluate, but if it's ten episodes, we're here this far. You guys don't know how concrete, sequential, and deeply anal... I am. My husband can hop on and tell you that the concept of me bailing after 10, when there's only 10 more episodes, like I can't, like I, I actually have like physical reality. No, <laughs> that's not, a, that's not a possible thing for me. It, like it physically no. bugs me physically. I have like a physical reaction to it. So no, I'm just going to, I'm going to suck it up. That's why I say it's very much like season one for me where it's like, okay, I enjoyed Arrow's, ep those episodes. I really did love the show. Um, I was like, hey, there's not enough of this Felicity chick, and it's clear you guys aren't ever going to go down this romance road I want you to. <laughs> See, I'm wrong all the time. Um, but yeah, I wasn't, like, obsessed. It was My obsession grew slowly over time as they incrementally added more and more Felicity, and the Elicity romance became yeah. the primary force of the show. And I would say, too, there's going to be a major difference. I think there will be a good chunk of folks still watching, but then watching not in the like crazy fandom obsessed way that they used to of more of just a regular casual TV viewer. Yeah. Just... And you know what? Here's the thing. If you're like, I think this is a really good example uh, with you, Maddie and Callie are not watching and I'm watching. Have we all managed to save very good friends? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Has everyone respecting everyone's decisions? Sure. Is everyone equal amount arrow fans? You bet. So I think that there's like a lot of gatekeeping in fandom where you have to apply to, you don't get to tell people what they love about a show and you don't get to tell people the reasons why they watch. That's not a thing. That's not a thing. And yeah. if you, if you are a person who is actually taking the time to email my blog, <laughs> it, it's pretty clear you don't know my blog at all because I've been very clear from day one that there's many, 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 many things I love about Arrow that don't involve Felicity Smoke or Elicity. Well, some people treat fandom like it's the freaking Girl Scouts and that you need all of the pa like merit badges on your sash. <laughs> I'm burning my Elicity merit you badge. Know, <laughs> don't get you me know wrong. what messages like that say? They say more about the person that's sending them than it does the person they're sending them to. Right. They're insecure about it in some way. And so they want to force you somehow to get 
on the same page as them. Right. I guess I was supposed to like burn it down when Emily left and like light my blog and computer on fire. I really like my computer. It's It's very expensive. I just, my husband would be very upset if I did that. Listen, when she said she wasn't leaving, I was pissed. (laughs) There was some burning down, but then I got over it and I moved on. So there was alcohol and ice cream eaten. There was some, there was some boozing. Actually, like, I really feel like, particularly me and Cal went through the seven stages of grief. It was, like, several days it of, like... It was a whole thing. It was a whole thing. I it was really fast. <laughs> yeah, we rapidly got to acceptance. I'm pretty proud of us. Because, like, I feel like maybe season three, Jen and Callie wouldn't have handled it as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Callie, you'll get this since you watch three, one day I at a time. devastated. <laughs> you might have jumped yes. off. Mm-hmm bridge (laughs) but Kelly you'll get it since you watch one day at a time it's kind of like when um the grandma goes through basically the entire debate of like faith in her granddaughter being gay in like literally 50 seconds and goes sat down (laughs) yeah she sat down she like works through this whole thing just recently in less than a minute and she's like no the the church teaches that this is bad and then she like went through the whole thing and like bargained it and debated it and was mad and then this and then that and then she's like but okay, the pope I'm says fine. who am i to judge and so... when's the parade <laughs> how can i argue with the pope okay oh that's funny that's funny um yeah so, so basically ex- yeah that was a banner day for miss callie one day at a time got picked mm. up that's like happening a lot like i just saw another show that was I canceled um ap bio today that's it I'm really happy for Nick Hogan because he loves that show. So, he's really, he's there really we good. go. Hi, Nick Hogan. The um, streaming services. Because <laughs> yeah. it's just a war of they all need as much content as possible to survive. It does. It's opening up. You know, I'm so happy because the rating system on network TV is bullshit and convoluted and they need to start just expanding the horizons a little bit. So I'm just happy that streaming's going to do they it. They need to fine. stop canceling good shows. Yeah, like just get... <laughs> Get someone in there on the network who has taste. It's not hard. Just pluck someone off the street. I feel like that would be better than that, a network a executive. Show. This is a good show. Okay, <laughs> keep that show. What's keep a bad that. show? This show is bad. Okay, right. we'll cancel that. I mean, you know, I personally easy. would volunteer for the job. Like, across all networks, I would, like, say, no, this is crap and mm-hmm. this can stay. I'm just volunteering myself as tribute. I'm just looking forward to we're four months out from the Disney streaming one where for 70 bucks a year, you get all of the content. (laughs) I think you're going to lose it. Maddie is a very, very big Disney person. So this is like a major life event for her. And I'm, it's like when Bellark has good stuff happy and I'm like happy for Aaron. It's like when Disney stuff happens, I'm happy for Maddie. Appreciate it. Anyways, the moral of the story is you watch the show for whatever you damn fucking reason you want, and nobody can tell you what you can and cannot like. Cool? Exactly. Like, Jen and I are, like, opposite sides of the same coin. Like, she watches for Oliver. I watch for Felicity. She's going to keep watching. I'm not. And it's fine. You know, it's. This is how you laugh in a happy marriage. This is how it goes. You know, (laughs) this is why me and Callie will be in the old folks home together. Bert and Ernie are different and still friends. Right. It's fine. And I kind of feel a little bit of a responsibility to the people who have followed my blog who also don't want to watch this bullshit. I will take a bullet for everybody. I will put up my thoughts. You can just run through the little summary. You don't have to waste an hour of your day without Felicity Smoke in it. 
I'm doing this for you. God. It's my gift. <laughs> also, I can't it. stop watching. If I, if I sucked up two more years of Vampire Diaries, two more years, guys. Two more Okay, what's years. next on this? So, here's my segue. <laughs> Speaking of respecting one's choices. Oh, yes! Best segue oh, ever! Nice! So Take it bachel- away, Maddie! <laughs> okay, so The Bachelorette this season has been so messy, so much drama, and so wonderful. It is a guilty pleasure of ours. It was, yeah, wait, wait, can we, like, talk, like, a, how many seasons of Bachelorette have you watched, Maddie? So, like, I watched maybe, like, one Bachelor and one Bachelorette. So, like, what's interesting is this it. is actually my Bachelor first Bachelorette. I've watched several Bachelors, like, a lot of the Bachelors, but somehow just the timing for things, I don't usually watch the Bachelorette season. Mm-hmm. I've seen some paradises and I'd say like four or five on... bachelors. Okay. We see the uproar on Twitter. I saw it like a couple weeks into this season. I saw people like tweeting a lot about it. So I was like, well, cause oh, I watch Colton season really right now. Oh, really? I'll watch. I didn't well, watch that at all. Maddie. <laughs> I saw Colton on paradise. Dead? But that is it. Okay. I have like a whole little bachelorette crew that I have a DM with. So I watched the bachelorette last year for the first time since trista trista and ryan wow trista so was, like was the only one i had watched before now. right everyone watched trista and ryan <laughs> nobody not yeah. i mean that was huge and then i watched the first bachelor where you found out who trista was and then yeah. you watched mm-hmm. trista and then you watched Correct. Tristan Ryan's that. wedding. that's yeah. how it went that and it. then you were done with that the bachelor yeah bachelorette. that's all you want Ta-da! you didn't watch anymore <laughs> you didn't watch it for another 15 years and then years. trista was the second person ever to be eliminated on dancing with the stars oh that's nice um so I just thought what what's his name did to the bachelorette last year. I don't remember names either. The brown hair girl, um, how he dumped her, and it was like they yes. fucking filmed it. I was like, that's dirty. And then like my girls kind of were like, here's how the bachelorette works. And then I was like super invested in her season. And then I wasn't going to watch it this year, but as I'm like reading the DMs because they like summarize it for me, I'm like, oh, this season sounds kind of crazy. So I started watching it and. Holy shit! So this crazy. is insane. It's crazy. Insane. So crazy. I have was never crazy seen something like this. I mean, like, like yeah, it was like day one. I was like, this is nuts. Day one, it was crazy. That's where and sometimes just, like kept getting crazy. The element of reality <laughs> TV, like you literally can't write this shit. I mean, I don't know no. any other explanation <laughs> for why Luke is sticking around. Other than that, the producers are like, please keep Luke. He's the producers crazy, want him to say, it well. has to be the answer. There has to be some. No, no, can't keep Luke off. Oh, okay. I, I think Kenna needs clarity. No, she needs a bigger paycheck as they're sliding it under the table every time she gives Luke a rose. <laughs> I think there's a mixture. We need to talk about of... who Luke is. Okay. So, so yeah. Okay. okay. So, yeah. Okay. Maddie, you explain where we're at in the bachelorette right now. So, who Hannah, is, who is Hannah? Who is Luke? Yeah. So Hannah is our bachelorette, Miss Hannah Brown, former Miss Alabama, twenty eighteen or seventeen. She's fabulous and adorable, and a lot I love like her. you. <laughs> like, if you wonder what, like, maybe what Maddie's like a little bit in life, a little well, bit like Hannah Brown, <laughs> except Hannah can actually flirt. But uh, fair, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Some, but, you kind of look like her too, so oh, continue. Well, that's super nice. Okay. Um, <laughs> so anyway, so she's a bachelorette this season. It's been a really interesting group of guys that basically 
all of them would super get along fantastically except for one person because usually on a like this kind of season you have a villain where like a few people like they rub the wrong way and so there's like a couple people that don't like this person no literally every single other guy that was on the bachelor at the season (laughs) not just dislikes but like hates with every ardent fiber in their being of because Luke P is just the worst. What was the line? We have a five eight villain. Because he's super. We have short. a five eight. We have villain. a five eight villain. He and that came from our baby Tyler C. Who is if Tyler you, C. If you Bless. look up the textbook psychological definition of a narcissistic gaslighting sociopath, sociopath, sociopath. <laughs> he checks off every like I'm like I am his, literally his picture is right there. I question because like. We'll get into this. But there was a point at which where I questioned if there were not cameras rolling, I was like, he definitely could get violent with her. I was starting to get a little like, this is getting uncomfortable. Well, I would say as far as there's been crazy people on these kind of shows before. And you're just like, oh my gosh, they're crazy type thing. But this is the first time I've ever watched someone on a reality show where I'm like, I'm legit scared of them. Yeah, he's like not... Like, he'll tell, he lies constantly. So he'll tell the guys, oh, I'm not going to say that. Or do, he's not, it's like, I've never seen someone, and then he'll turn around and do exactly the opposite of what he told the guys he was going to do. He lies to Hannah incessantly. And then he always loves to do this, no, 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 you're misunderstanding me. You're misunderstanding me. No, no, you literally said these words. And then you, you know, when people call him on his shit, he's like, no, no, you're misunderstanding me. Like, no, no, I understood you. I just think what you said is bullshit. And he has the textbook of, like, he's able to listen very well to then, like, he scrambles, like, floundering in speech for a little bit until he kind of figures out what Hannah wants to hear from him and then says the thing. He's a slippery snake. Right, and that's how he has stayed. And then worms his way And he also puts on a different face to Hannah than he does to the guys. The guys see the real him a lot more than Hannah does. Right. The the man is a professional manipulator, like all-star mm-hmm. level manipulator. I was like, holy shit. Like, it's unbelievable the stuff he says to her to, like, wriggle his way yeah. into getting another rose. And, like, I think for her, there was she's a just moment. like, she was just like, oh, it's for love at first sight. Like, I think she's just basing this off of well, her the initial first week, first meeting before she knew anything about him. The first week, I him. thought he was super sweet. He was fine sweet. the first week. Okay. Same as episodes yeah. one and two. So I need to, I still need to catch up. Because the oh, first no. week, See, a lot of like, it was a thing of, <laughs> okay. he got the first impression rose because. Oh, he's first impression rose guy? Okay, first impression rose guy is almost always the guy who ends up winning the whole thing. So that makes more sense to me. Why Hannah yeah. would be hanging on to him. Oh, he came on super strong right away. They were making out the first night. And then oh, the next wow. day on the first and cause there was date, drama, they he had a- tells her in front of everybody that he was falling in love with her on oh, the, like the first day. Okay. First group date. And so listen, he love-bombed like- her 
first stop. Right. This is classic love bombing where you tell someone if you love bombing is like when you say, oh, my gosh, you are the sun, moon and stars. And like it's an incessant overload of compliments and you just feel completely basked in the warmth of this person's love. But what they're doing is they're just throwing so much love at you. You're completely blindsided by any personality defects that might be major red flags. Like you just it's like shining something like a bright light in your eyes so you can't see who that person is yeah. and like it's almost like they're selling you not on who they are but how much they will love you yeah and then Correct. you add in and as the, far the other as... guys saw this clearly and you know listen if you're a person it's like well i would never fall for someone's bullshit and he's telling her oh i love you on the first day that's crap listen then yeah. you don't then you don't go on reality dating shows if you're a person who goes on reality dating shows you are a person who will accept someone saying to you, I love you on the first episode. Because the whole point of being the bachelorette, you want to get swept up in the romance. Well, and like this happens fast. One mm-hmm. of my biggest issues with the bachelorette and bachelor is like, yeah, it's like three episodes in. Oh, I'm starting to fall in love with you. And I'm like, oh, I have issues with that. But like, it's a little bit like Breaking Bad where you're like, I just have to accept that this person who is a brilliant scientist and could like go work for a company anywhere is going to be a drug dealer. <laughs> like you just like, I just have to accept it. Um, so yeah. So everyone has been waiting for Luke to get kicked off and it happens in the most epic. Well, let's talk about how we saw this was going to happen. Yeah. It started with the, um, the naked bungee jumping several weeks back oh you're right there was some lead up to this right also there was a one-on-one date with a guy named garrett at the time and garrett and luke like if anybody hated luke the most it was probably garrett yes (laughs) because i think to the point at this point in it garrett kind of saw she's probably not gonna pick me she has a bigger connection with some of these other dudes who i think are great but i hate Luke with every fiber of my being. And it, so it if I'm gonna go, I can at least sabotage see. him. Yeah. Basically, if I'm going yeah. down, it, it I'm was, taking was, Luke with me. Is was I think his strategy. Yeah. He wanted. He was desperate to get Hannah to see what kind of bad Luke was. Because so I anyhow, think for the guys, Luke, they are protective uh, of her. I think there are genuine feelings, and they see that he is this emotional manipulator right. sociopath, and they don't right. want, you know, when you see a sociopath, that's not a person you want, someone you care about, to hang with. Right. So Garrett and <laughs> Hannah had this, had this one-on-one date, and they didn't know what it was. They're walking through the forest. They're going, gee, I wonder what's going to happen. It's like lightly snowing. What's happening? Where are we going? They come upon a trolley car going through the air above them. And they're like, oh, that looks like fun. And then they see these two people bungee jump out of it together. But they're naked. And they're like, oh, (laughs) is that what we're doing? Yes, that's what they're doing. They had to take off all their clothes and jump out of this car, trolley car, together on a bungee. It was... They were like, Hannah was nervous about it, but like Luke Garrett was so sweet and, and just kind of like really like, focused on keeping keep, her Even though it was revealed on her company. Instagram was, that nice Hannah moment. did keep her underwear on, like it's more of a, well, let's just pretend she was actually naked Listen, I think being in your bras and underwear with a guy you it's barely the, know takes cojones. So if the, she the wasn't in the bra, just though. T- she, Yeah, if she yeah. took off the bra, like <laughs> counts, counts, you were naked, it counts for me. Yeah. 
It counts. It counts. So anyhow, they did this. And naturally, Garrett comes back and the guys are like, hey, what'd you guys do on the date? And Garrett's all like, you're not going to believe this. We naked bungee jumped. And like you could almost hear like the the Kill Bill sirens in yes. <laughs> Luke's head as Luke he's watching. Yes, like his brain. Luke decided in that moment it's that it's a miracle he didn't start Garrett twitching. Said, he well, we got to give a little background on Luke. That Garrett set this up. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> he he, he decided day. that the the naked bungee jumping was all Garrett's idea. And he was like, well, surely Hannah wouldn't want to do something like this. And then, like, Not the next day, Hannah, Hannah talks about it on their group date. She's like, oh, it was it was, it was, was crazy. It was wild. But I'm so glad we did it. And he's just like, I can't believe she would say Can that. We- when in Latvia. So when he has a moment with her later that night, he brings it up. Like, I am I have concerns about this. And she's like, and she kind of lays it out flat. She's like, no, it's fine. And he, like Maddie was saying, he listened to what she said digested it and formulated his response in key okay well this is something that i need to work on with myself to be okay with it because of course it's okay that you did this i've never seen a guy who can turn on a dime like this son of a bitch can like he's really good oh my god it was Um, amazing but the thing about him is and the reason why he comes to her for all this shit is like on like naked bungee jumping is he proclaims himself to be a christian so he was, you know, oh, yes. that's a huge part of him is that he is his identity, his identity. And, you know, he was whoring his way through the South and he decided, no, you know what? He found Jesus in the shower, in the shower, I still can't, but whatever. Which um, on episode fine. one, they let's show it, him let's showering. Let's, let's just pretend it's so stupid that that's all true. That's fine. Have at it. Um, and he's been celibate. The Lord for works in mysterious ways. Three to four years. They keep saying three to four Purity years. I'm like, listen, if you don't know. How long you've been celibate? I feel like that's something that you should know. It's not three, it's three or years. four. It's three or four. Like it should definitely have not had sex I think for four years, right? Anyway, so that's yeah. always been a little bit fishy for me that he can't quite come up with a number. Um, so Hannah is very strong faith in God. She's Christian, so he uses this Christianity. Um, essentially, he's like the 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 Christian uh, option. And so I think that's been a large part of his uh, manipulation of her is that he uses the their shared faith. And I put this in quotations because their faith ain't the same faith. Um, and no. uses it to manipulate her a lot. Like a lot, a lot. Which is, in my personal a point lot, of view, lot. there's a lot of behavior that he does, but this is particularly... It's that, disgusting. That's evil, but this is particularly evil. So... It so, is... Ex- hugely it's just it's really disgusting to watch somebody it's just really it's just like obviously i'm catholic haven't kept that a secret so like to see someone using the words of jesus and the christian faith is basically a battering ram to beat somebody up with in order to get them to sleep with you you know because the thing is problems with that (laughs) I, I'm Christian and I'm from the South and so um, I'm very familiar with the type of guy that Luke is that he's unfortunately not that uncommon as uncommon. far as yeah. guys that think they can own women's purity exactly that it. wield it or even just part of use... the harmful effects of purity culture of that like they think as far as 
there's a little bit of a double standard in the, oh, boys will be boys, but they're saved. And so it's, it's okay that they've had sex before, but a woman needs to be virgin Here's the driven snow. Right. Otherwise, then she's just a harlot. Like, and, and Luke thought he was being magnanimous and saying, it's okay that Hannah has slept with other people. Oh, well, yeah. So we got to get in. Show. Right. Oh, yeah. He forgave yeah. her for that one. Yeah, that, he, was, he oh. was being extremely magnanimous. Right. I, I forgive will her. Allow She's this. had sex, but I this can forgive fine. her for that. It's like, We're on the same page. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Um, yeah, the other part that I think he does is not just even I about the purity stuff. Up. Yeah, it's not even about I, – I know. It's not even – it's not, it's it's the purity uh-huh. part of it, but I also feel like he picks and chooses from the Bible in which to make himself look like he's like this amazing – next in line for the Pope guy, when in reality he is a disgusting piece of trash and quite possibly feel fairly confident a clinical sociopath. So, all right. So we have been watching week after week and Hannah has gotten upset with him and like has had difficulty with him and like is really upset that none of the guys like him and like they've had issues, but she's like, Oh, I always think I see the, I just see the and best And even in went Luke. to hometowns and she like, went to hometowns with this guy, you guys. Like it was like, What are you doing? His hometown was exactly what you would think it would be. Oh, 100%. exactly. Like the other guys, yeah. they take her, they take her on dates, they show them around, her around their hometown. No, where does Luke take her? To Bible study. Right. You're like, and it's just okay. like this is a big part of my life, Hannah. Like, I don't day. have a problem with the Bible study. Like, it's just everything with him is so calculated. It's like, laying it on is, so if, thick. If this Very is a genuine thing that he does, fine. Very but everything with him, like, there's absolutely no way to watch this season. And keep in mind, Hannah doesn't see all the other stuff that we see. He is hyper calculated. It's like twirling mustache villain calculated. So. It's not just – there's been other Christians, I'm sure, on The Bachelor and Bachelorette, and when they incorporate their Christianity into whatever part of the date or, you know, hometown. that's my big thing, too, is – and we'll get to his responses on social oh, media yeah. recently. Oh, we'll yeah. We'll get to that. But <laughs> if he tries to spin the argument of, oh, Bachelorette of, like, mainstream medium always wants to make Christians look bad. No. Bachelor knows that – Let's be real. Middle America is a big chunk of like viewing the bachelor viewing much. base, right? And they've had yeah. Sean Lowe, they've had Ben Higgins, they've had like well-known like Christian dudes I mean, we on there that have been fan favorites because right. they are respectful and actually decent human beings, <laughs> and they don't believe in sex before marriage. Like that's not the yeah. first time this hasn't this has happened on the show. Because, like, like, Sean Lowe was a born-again Christian as far as that he's, after he got saved, that he wasn't going to have sex again until marriage. Which is and exactly what, yeah, so that's exactly that's what, what Luke Luke's selling. He that he is. He's a born-again Christian who's not going to have sex before marriage. Okay, so this is where things get a little, so Hannah has said that she doesn't believe in sex before marriage. But... <laughs> She has sex with how many of the four? It's, I think two of the four. It doesn't even matter. She has yes. sex. Okay. So, because it's, it's the fantasy suites and, you know, go, wow, wow. You know, that's what they do. Um, so, we get to Luke and Luke's oh, yeah, having the fantasy suite night talk with Hannah. 
And he... He starts it off basically already getting her kind of mad because he's basically like, this is how our marriage is going to be. Like, he... Right. It's like, it's like watching... It's like watching the CEO of a $5 billion corporation sit down at a board meeting and be like, this is what I've decided. It's like, okay, well, what the hell? Like, this isn't, you're not a, like, she's a person. You're supposed to be in a relationship with her, and this is not how relationships work. And so he's like, we need to talk about sex. And she's like, <laughs> she's like okay. And he basically tells her that, you know, he doesn't believe in sex before marriage, and that if she she's proclaimed to believe the same, and he essentially tells her in only the way Luke can that if she has a, has sex with any of these other guys, he's out. So basically, he's show. yeah he's gonna leave the show. So mm-hmm. basically, it's this weird it's it's this multiple level of condemnation, judgment, and an ultimatum. When we haven't even gotten to, I mean, she's, she's not. It's still four. It's it's a dating show. She still has four left. We haven't narrowed it down here all that much. You know what I mean? And it's like, as he's talking, he's saying things that are just wildly inappropriate. And Hannah is like, okay, this is really starting to piss me off. She just has this face of like, it's just sinking in and she's just getting madder and madder. (laughs) Like she's finally seen the Luke everyone has been talking about. And I think, you know, she tells him, you know, what you're saying to me is not okay. You don't own me. You don't own my body. You don't have any say in who I have sex with and who I don't. And then he's like, oh, 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 well, you know, I don't want you to misunderstand me. Because that's happened a lot. And she's like, no, I'm not misunderstanding you. I'm simply responding to the actual words that came out of your mouth. This is classic Mm -hmm. Luke. He'll say something that is horrible. And then he tries to backtrack it. And this is the gaslighting thing. Oh, no, no, no. I didn't say anything wrong. You misunderstood me. Classic behavior of a gaslighter. Okay? Be forewarned. Um, And it just starts to get more and more... Like, Cal is saying, he's like, well, no, you know, I could forgive it if it was just a slip-up. It's like, what are you, like... Yeah, he kept using the word slip-up. Slip-up. Like, he, yes. like slip she up. has behavior... I can forgive you. And listen, I watched a lot of the it's Christians. Like, there was a lo- there's a, vi- there was a wide divide in the Christian reaction to this. Speaking for myself, I'm a little confused on Hannah's um, morality stance. Okay, she says that she doesn't believe in sex before marriage, but yet she's having sex before marriage. Whatever, fine. That's, that's not my hill's down. You're working things out. Do do you, girl? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm Catholic. I don't believe in sex before marriage, but when I turn on my television show, I'm not expecting all the people who are on the television to share that same opinion. It's like if that's if that was my attitude, I would never watch anything. <laughs> so it's like, eh, okay, expectations for people on TV and my own personal expectations different thing so I kind of understand where Luke is like let's just pretend it's not Luke let's just pretend it's a normal person who would say I just want some clarification but we can do that clarification once we become more serious you know what I mean it's like right now here's what I want to tell you I don't want to have sex tonight because I don't believe in it and that's it 
that's all he could really say at this that's point. That's all he had to that's say. It. Mm-hmm. That's, that's it. That's all he had to say. Yeah. He can't talk he about make any declarations about no, what no, no, no. Or what she can do, what she's yeah. going to do, what she has yeah. done. Keep your trap shut. It's none of your goddamn business. That's basically where I was like, at. Like, it would be okay to say as far as this is my conviction, don't want to have sex tonight. And also, since we're looking at possibly in two weeks getting engaged, I'll be real. If you're having like sex with someone else that that does like i i do like that feel hurt about me. that, that would because i i i'm right. in love with you right well like, and if it was a deal breaker then have it be a deal breaker and just leave and walk here's my instead other thing. of arguing with her about right it. here's my other thing if you don't believe in premarital sex Maybe don't go on The Bachelorette. Why are you on this <laughs> or show? Or The Bachelor. Because that's clearly <laughs> right. you're going to run into people who don't share that opinion. If you are if you are farming the world for a person, male or female, who doesn't believe in premarital sex, I'm sure you can find him. You don't need to go on a nationally televised oh, he's show. Got a very, he's got a very rigid idea of the sort of woman that he wants. Because well, really that's something we didn't really touch on, too, is been that... looking for her on this show. <laughs> well, it's... It was really interesting to me to see the the other flip side of the Christian response because obviously there was a ton of what a dick, but then there was a lot of people like on his Twitter who were saying you know you stood for what you believe in and um, you know you are living God's truth and being representative of it and that's not always hard it's that that's hard to do sometimes I'm like whoa 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 and this is the thing that drives me nuts about Christians listen <sighs> you can have beliefs. You can disagree with behavior. You don't get to judge. And nope. that is a very fine line I feel many of us Christians don't know how to walk. You don't know how to disagree with a person's behavior without also condemning them for it. And that is not your job. You are not God. And basically, Luke anointed himself Christ and was like, I am here to, for, you know, either I'm, I may or may not forgive your sins. So he's subjective, Jesus. But um, yeah, it was really an unbelievable amount of con- condemnation, which I found pretty wild because he was pretty much as admitted to sleeping around way more than Hannah has ever slept with anyone. So I, he was, he was condemning yeah, she said her as for far as he committed. It was so hypocritical. I was like, wow, this is like next level inappropriate. Next level. Yeah. And it was just, what frustrates me is such a disgusting display of Christianity. You know what I mean? Where this is the problem that people have with it is that, you know, I can't make a mistake without you taking that mistake and beating me in the head with it until I'm bludgeoned to death. That's fair. The attitude. Well, and go ahead, Cal. He go ahead, Cal. The problem. The problem with Luke's response to Hannah saying, "Listen, you don't get to judge this," is she told him, "Get up, you're going," and she had he remained seated, and she just stood there and kept telling him get up get up and he's like can we just talk and she's like you've talked enough this is the part where i was starting to get like worried like yeah this was the part that was scary to me i was like this is we were getting into lifetime territory yeah i was like if i i really felt like she there was a chance this could get physical that was the level i you know 
And she was like practically shaking. I mean, you could just see how upset she was, how angry she was. See, this and is what men don't get. It's like men, I that old saying, men are um, afraid women will reject them. Women are afraid men will kill them or laugh at them. Yeah, women, men are afraid right, women will laugh right. at them. Women are afraid that men are going to kill them. This is why it's so scary to be a female because you have a 5'8". Yeah, he's 5'8". He's training. He is jacked. He's yeah. training for CrossFit, guys. So just put 100 pounds of muscle on a 5'8 guy, all right? And he is physically refusing to listen to what she's saying, where I'm done with you. We're breaking up. You need to go. And he's refusing to leave. How would the situation be if they were in her apartment right now alone and she's breaking up with him right. and he refuses right. to leave? That's scary shit. And that's when I was saying, you know, and this is how he is. Nobody tells him what to do. Nobody. Hannah is not going to tell him how this relationship's going to go. It's like Hannah said we're done. No. It's like it's like he doesn't even, oh, you think you have a say in that? That's so strange. You don't have a say in it. I say when we're done. It's truly yeah, and like he, terrifying he behavior. Dared to utter. Once he finally got to his feet, he well or right before he got to his feet finally, he said, You owe me. Oh yeah. And like Hannah yeah. just lost it. She's like she you, just he's lost yeah. it. She's like, he, I don't owe you anything. I have kept you far longer than anybody thought I should. Well, I thought she said something really good. I where, kept you I She said yes. that she said that this was, you know, his you know, you know, her sleeping with these other guys on a dating show, um, is his deal breaker. Okay, cupcake. She was like, you know, You've had behavior on this show that I haven't liked. I'd like to have a husband who people like. I ha- like to have a person who doesn't cause drama everywhere they go. I'd like to have someone who's honest with me. Like, she named off, like, ten things this asshole has done. And she's like, and I have always given you the benefit of the doubt. forgiveness and benefit of the doubt. But I make, I do one thing that you don't like and you're out of here. She's like, my husband would not do that and you are never going to be my husband. Well, and here's the thing. He threatened to leave if she had slept with some other guys. She says, fine, I did. But yet he wouldn't leave. That tells me what he was looking for wasn't her to say, right. A, that she hadn't slept with them, lie to him or whatever. It was she want he wanted her to beg him for forgiveness. And she to wanted, feel bad right. about it. He Beyond wanted her disgusting. to tell he wanted her to feel scared. He wanted her shame. Right. To shame feel ashamed. He wanted her shame. Beg him for forgiveness and be scared he was going to leave her. It was a complete right. and utter just gaslighting. It like It was it textbook. Was, I just and textbook. then to tell her that she owed him on top of that. It yeah, was he was just, like, "You owe me." It was grotesque. You owe me time to express my heart. She's like, first of all, what the, what the fuck does that even mean?" Second of all, she's like, "Get up off the chair." I don't owe you crap. Now I don't. And then as she's bringing him to the to the car, he's like, "Will you pray with me?" I'm like, "This is the shit the serial like, killers say. You say no, oh, no, and you get out of the car." Here's the thing, guys, and this is what was really, really, really great about <laughs> Hannah. This is what these sociopaths do. They rely on your politeness, women, okay? Mm-hmm. The women have an innate she desire <laughs> to be people pleasers and to be nice, okay? Yep. And you'll talk mm-hmm. to serial – I've watched way too many documentaries, but serial killers actually rely on this. That was one of Ted Bundy's main things was that he knew if he right. asked a woman, oh, 
you know, could you help me to my car? Or could you, you know, could I, whatever the request was, the woman would say, okay. And a lot of times they were uncomfortable with him, but he kept pushing out of this sense of, you know, it would be impolite of the person to not help me. Okay. So this right. is a really, he's a really class. This is what the serial killers do. This is, it's this, he kept pushing Hannah in what seemed to be very benign and um, just subtle requests and subtle requests that Hannah should, you know, acquiesce to. Of course, this is not a big deal. Of course, this is why you need to. And she drew a line in the sand and she's like, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to pray with you. No, I don't know you shit. Get your up, get your ass off the, off the chair. Get in the car. Get in the car. car. That's what you have to do when a person is making you uncomfortable. I don't care who it is, male or female. And they keep asking you for stuff and you feel like saying no would be rude, but that's really what your gut is telling you. Follow your gut. It will keep you alive. You do not, you do not ever put any of your physical safety or your emotional safety in the backseat to make someone else happy ever and i think that was really good of her of the bachelorette to actually show a situation where essentially you're on a date with somebody and it's starting to turn creepy and how do you handle that it's going south right you know what my favorite part was yeah as the car is driving away and she flipped it off oh my god was that not it was glorious listen hannah's the queen of clapback because she had some pretty epic responses so okay (laughs) so fast forward to now when the episode is airing and luke creates a twitter account that day so it's not even like oh he's just already on social media he got on twitter he created an account to tweet her to tweet his side of the story and then directly tweet her about how she was laughing at her sin about her behavior he creates a twitter account (sighs) to judge more of her behavior i mean the ego on this guy is i just wow and basically saying that she should be more repentant of her sins in that yeah he was he wanted her to feel that shame well it's like, say, it, like she wasn't a, given it there was him. a point in the process of the date where she like tried to like there was a little bit of bible verse back and forth and this happens a lot with christians because you kind of like you could pick and choose your bible verses to make your make your point but you know he's like talking about he's making all these biblical references of how sex is a sin and she's like okay well this doesn't feel like it's coming from a place of love this feels like it's coming from a place of pride right. she's like yeah. pride is a sin and then she was like you know how about that good old story about um the the woman who's the adulterer and they're all going to cast a stone and see you know jesus says you know thou who has not sinned cast the first stone everybody drops their stone because why what's the point of that story we're all We've sinners all we're all sinners okay the attitude should be okay you screwed up that sucks uh here's our here's 500 times i've screwed up that is the essential um and because the point deal is- of following christ is acknowledging that you are a colossal mess <laughs> in left to your own devices. We're all sinners and it's all a struggle and like accountability partners. That is something that someone who knows you and cares about you and that is invited. So you, if you kind of want someone to kind of keep you on track as far as 
in any of your struggles with sin, that is something that is invited. It is not something that can just be done uninvited as as far as just someone casting their opinion on your life and your sins and your walk with God. Because honestly, yeah, Hannah's positions on sex and all of that, I'm slightly confusing, but it, it, <laughs> it's between her and God. That, that's a, and it's whether or not DM business if she wants to hump a tree have at a girlfriend i just it doesn't whether like, or not she's repentant that's between her, that's and, her god. and god yeah that's you know or if you're if you're catholic between you and your priest um I, you know i do take some personal uh like there's a way to have this conversation in a relationship you know what i mean that's positive and i think you know you can get people in christianity we can get too hung up on the rule book you know like oh you broke a rule you know, I would say my mm-hmm. husband was, we, it was like, uh, he had sex before marriage. I said, I don't disagree with that. That's not happening. I don't agree with that. You know, that's not happening with us. He's like, cool. Yeah. Totally respected my opinions. But here's the thing. Maybe I knew the rules better. I knew how, how, you know, the do's and don'ts of Catholicism more than he did, but he's a way better person than me. So he, he lives the faith better than I do with less knowledge about it. So who needs to learn from who really? No, I need to learn from him. And I rapidly deduce that in just the witnessing of what a beautiful human being he is, you know. But instead, that's the approach that Luke should be taking. Oh, yeah, well, this 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 rule book, this rule you didn't check off, you know. But really, Hannah's a beautiful human being who can teach him way more about Christ than he can do on his own. But that's not the but approach you took. But to get back took. to what you said, what you said, Hannah said about it being about pride. I think that's absolutely 100% true because I feel like he's like, he's thinking, I'm going to marry her. My family is going to watch this. They're going to be upset that I wasn't able to keep the little lady in line. Yeah. What was that whole, I'm going to make history in my family. What the fuck was that? Like what's history to do what? Keep the little lady, like you said, keep the lady. I have no idea what he was talking about because he was like, he's a religious leader in his family and he's going to make history in his family. I was like, this is not, this is not, this is sounding like we're in 1864. Let's let's go back. Let's go back. Getting shades of Gilead here. Yes. Oh my God. It was Um, so Gilead. Thank you. I knew it was something. Okay, Jen. Yes. Hit me. The first episode where you got, you know, how they introduce some of the guys. Yeah. You know, and give kind of like their little bio and interview. They and like everything. have a cute way of they, like introducing Luke is themselves. one of the guys. Yeah. Luke is one of the guys they introduced and he gave his whole shower story. And uh, while he was showering. <laughs> but another thing he said at the time, uh, they, they, they showed him with his brother and his sister-in-law and their daughter. And he said, my brother met. His wife, and they were engaged within a month. I want that, too. He went on this show specifically to get a fast-track wife. Competitive with the brother. Well, it's that... It was like, he decided that... He saw Hannah on TV and was like, that's going to be my wife. Oh, man. Exactly. It's a little bit of like a Gaston and Belle situation of... Not right from the moment that I met her, saw her, I said she's gorgeous and I fell. <laughs> oh my god, he's Gaston! That's exactly it! That's oh my exactly god! It. He is! He's Gaston! We Except you want to know who Luke P 
Yes, he is guest on. <laughs> He's short guest he on. Guest Holy on. crap. I feel like we okay, just speaking broke of... the whole thing open. <sighs> so he went home, but we saw scenes for next oh, week, yeah, yeah, Monday, yeah. if you guys want to watch. Yes, yeah, so then the preview the for next three. week. The other three are like, yes, he's finally They're dancing they're on the woo-hoo. grave of Luke. So happy he's gone. Okay. They're having their ding dong, the witch is up? dead moment. Right. Who shows up but fucking Luke? With a ring. He shows up and Hannah is like, uh-uh, uh-uh. She's nope, like, nope. she's not it having is, it. So the guys, this time the other guys are there. Time. And they kind of like, get, get in Luke's face, like get between him and, and Hannah and are like, she told you to leave. And Luke is pushing back on him. And he's I... like, he's like, get your hands off me. And Tyler C says, or what? Yeah. And I'm See, like, ooh. We got to tell him about Tyler, okay? Because listen, <laughs> yeah. there's other guys to choose from, particularly Tyler. Tyler like, C. What Tyler. is he, 6'4"? And he's like just washboard abs. And he's like the sweetest pumpkin pie that has ever lived. And you just want to. He is the most respectful. Most respectful. Hannah's like he didn't have sex with her. Because she was a little like, there. I don't. Yeah, she was a little like, I don't know if, like, she's like, oh, our physical connection to connection there? She's like, yeah. we got that covered. We're Cause good. Because he's sex on a stick. She's like, I'm not worried if he can make me have an orgasm. Like, she's they like, pretty clear. They need to grow their, their Right, more emotional. Intimacy. And he, like. And so they was, did. Right. So, like, at the fantasy <laughs> suite, there was just, like, some cuddling and kissing. And she just said that he was the most respectful man that she's ever been with. Ever. So I marry feel like him. we should give him puppies and marry him. Like you just want to do a photo shoot with the two of them. Oh my God. Like married with puppies. I want her to pick him and I'm afraid she's not going to. And I'm sad. Cause I'm because worried like she likes best. Jed or If she Peter doesn't marry him, I will. Better. Cause here's the story. Oh, okay. God. So the other guy, Jed is a total scum bucket. He has a girlfriend that he basically said, I'm Which, just well, going on the show. He had a girlfriend yeah. and then he ghosted her. <laughs> well, yeah. So he tells her, I'm just going on the show for my music career essentially. And it's like, I'll see you after it's done. And then he ghosts her because he's starting because he he's starting to be one of the final whatever final guys. He's in the final three. Yeah. Final guy. And Hannah doesn't know this because they keep these people completely sequestered. It's like it's like you're on jury duty when you're on the bachelorette. You like have access to nothing. You don't have your phones, anything like that. No, nothing. So she has no idea. This guy's a two timing son of a bitch who just wants to get even Peter has been revealed to be a little sketchy. Yeah, there's some sketch with so, uh, but Tyler he actually Peter. broke up with her. I'll give him that. I was a little like, yeah, okay, he so actually she, broke up. She, yeah, he broke up with her, and it felt like it was sketch, but it was low key sketch. It was a month or two before he actually went Out to go casting, but like he, you know, he totally broke yeah. up with her because he was gonna go on the show. Like that was the reason Correct. he broke up with her, and she, he did not tell her that. I also feel like she's the relationship he keeps mentioning on the freaking show. And I'm like, keep your trap shut. This is why people call us weekly. (laughs) So it's like, it's like a little sketchy, but you know, who doesn't have a girlfriend that he either recently broke up with or ghosted Tyler. Tyler Tyler is unproblematic. Sex on a stick. Loves all puppies. The two best people on this show. Were Tyler C and Mike, and she already got rid of Mike. Yeah, yeah. So, but like, literally, the yeah. show, like their their last one on one date was her putting suntan lotion all over him, like multiple layers. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I think he needs a fourth layer, Hannah. And she just like kept running her abs over the washboard, and then like he gave her a massage. I was like, holy God, I'm going to die. Oh, my God. It was like, what? Yes. Like, they didn't steady. need to have sex, guys. They basically no. had sex 
while they were yeah. on the date was, and we got to watch yeah. it. It was like, whoa. So yeah, she needs the to pick spa the... people got out of the way very quickly. Yeah, they're like, we're gonna leave. I'm like, yeah, I would yeah, do they that. ran out of the room. Would, and they were like, woo, I would do come that. Gone. I would do that right now. <laughs> so funny. So yeah, if you want to know who you should like on the Bachelorette, it's Tyler. Okay, cool. Okay, <laughs> Tyler. Tyler. All right, Tyler. What's our next thing? <sighs> so what's next? Maddie's in charge. Stranger Cause... Things. Oh, Stranger Things. Who here has watched Stranger Things? Me, 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 me. Same. All three seasons. It was the best God season bless. ever. It was the best season ever. I, I loved like, it. Oh, like, it, it made God. the most sense to me plot-wise, because Stranger Things is weird. <laughs> like, the first season Tends I was like... Tends to be a little strange. Season two <laughs> made the least amount of sense. Yeah, I didn't get it. And, and I didn't know what was most. going on in season one for, like, half the freaking show. Yeah, I, like, I think that was kind of the point. Like I know, I was like, what? like it was a little bit like watching season um, one intrigued me. Uh, there Sense were eight. You're like, wait, what's going on? And like, it takes like ten episodes yeah. for you to figure it out. And they're yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. I love it. But you're like, you're like super confused oh, for like the whole season. You're like, I don't know what I'm watching, but I keep watching it for some reason. <laughs> Did you do you see what Maddie just texted? Maddie us? is being a wonderful person. <laughs> And tweeting us, oh, yeah, guys, I kind of trolled this guy's Insta. If you want to look yes. at Tyler, because homeboy, like, clean up the Insta, I feel, and, like, put a lot of, like, really delicious pictures. Well, because he's a model, too, so. He, and God bless so. for being a model. Um, so if you want a nice selection of, like, beautiful man to stare at, you just type in Tyler C. Bachelorette Instaga- Instagram. His Instagram, Tyler J. Cameron 3. Just thank us later. That is all. Okay, so Stranger Things. So this year I actually knew it was going on, which is a lot yeah. for me. So I would say my trajectory with it, season one, you're just generally intrigued. And you're like, okay, I can, I'm not entirely sure what's happening, but I'm, I can get down with this. Season two was a little uneven, but you had great character moments where you're like, okay, yeah, I care about these people. But season three is where it all came together and was just glorious. Yeah, I would say, like... It really came it, together. It was, like, the cast finally melded perfectly. Like, it made sense. They kept them apart for very specific reasons that made sense. A lot of times they were, like, keeping characters apart in season two. You're like, this is dumb that they're not talking. I don't get it. Um, also, I'll admit, this is partially showing my age, but you're just like, uh, if only cell phones were a thing. Like, so much of the plot could just Girl, get solved. <laughs> welcome to our generation! It's true, though. It's true, though. Like, it's I'll, true, it's though. It's really amazing. It's true, though. It's, like, it's really Half amazing. Half the you're plot like, would be we... solved if they could just call Hopper and like... But, like, how did we survive in these Correct. 80s and early 90s, Callie? I really don't remember. Like, they were looking through a phone book and you cold know? calling stuff. I'm like, yeah, that's what you had to do. But I remember doing that. Like, I yeah. literally remember go- looking through the phone book, looking up numbers. You know, that's how you found. That was your Yelp. That was your Google. That was Right? That was your chair. Everything. It was your high chair for some of us who were the youngest and the parents didn't want to Okay. I actually had a high chair. Did you? I didn't get it. My parents were like, eh, we're broke as shit, mostly because of you and hospital bills. You can sit on a phone bill. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. Um, All right. I think we have to say the character who is most beloved and needs protection above all costs is Steve Harrington, which is a... Correct. 
unbelievable. Correct. Steve, the hair Harrington. The hair Harrington. <laughs> yes. It was like an unbelievable character arc because he is a dick in season one and we all hate him. Until the last episode. Until the last episode. And then he's just basically Steve's the mom of all the kids. And it's amazing. Basically. It's fantastic. And this year he works at an ice cream shop. And he Scoops lost his Ahoy. mojo. And it's the best ever. Because I I like that they basically addressed in several characters of the trauma of all the crazy shit they've dealt with in the last two seasons. Because, yeah, if you've seen, like, crazy monsters, college doesn't seem that important in nailing right. your SATs. Right. Like, <laughs> well, and I also like that they – who so we got to meet Robin – Who's amazing. And she, is a perfect blend of her famous parents. Yeah. Like, if you ever... So, the actress who plays Robin is the daughter of um, Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawke. And, like, when you find that out... Like, my husband didn't know that. I was like, that's Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawke's daughter. He's like, oh, my God! <laughs> of course she is! Like, it's like there's she's certain, got... She's got Uma's certain voice. ways she would hold her head. Right. I was all like, that is Ethan Hawke. I'm watching right. Ethan Hawke in girl form right now. Right. It's like... I just having a, like I'm like having a reality bite. Right, I was like having Ethan a reality flashback for a minute there because Winona's in it too, and I'm like, I'm just like, this is like, this is bizarre. It's like almost like, well, maybe they really did get married in reality bites and they had her. Um, but yeah, she's got Uma Thurman's voice. She's got her mom's shaped face, and then she's got Ethan's coloring and like her mannerisms. dad's eyes and the, her and dad's eyes. It's yeah. like it's like what are you? and like I saw her in the BBC um, Little Women. She played Joe. Mm-hmm. She was amazing at it. Amazing. She was really she's really good. So she's fantastic in this, and I love her because and she's not giving Steve an inch. No, she just like, like no. He's she is judging him up one side and down and the other. And she's brilliant. Just, like, she speaks like eight languages, so Ugh. like she really comes in handy for a certain plot. Point. She learns Russian in like a day. Right. It's like oh, I'll just go home and learn Russian. Um. <laughs> okay, so that's Steve and Robin. Uh, can we talk about one of the other and major Erica. ships? Erica. America. Yeah. Erica. Erica got I a love bigger Erica. role. When I took the Stranger Things quiz, I got Operation that Child I'm, Endangerment. Right, I got I got that I'm Erica, and I was like really excited about it. Really excited. I could see it. I got eleven. Oh, can you believe I got eleven? They say it's because I'm I got protected. Nancy, and I was like, of course I got Nancy. Yeah, you got Nancy. I don't. Why did they say you were eleven, Callie? I'm not seeing it. Because I'm protective. Oh yeah, that's true. You are very protective. Don't fuck with her people. I'm quiet. I keep to myself. But if somebody hurts my friends, then I get protected. And I'm like, yeah, okay. I mean, that's, fair. that's pretty close. <laughs> right, I, I get have it. been on the other end of that protection, and Mama is fierce. Um, True. I'm. I don't feel like I'm as snarky as Erica, but maybe privately I am. (laughs) All right. So that's how you answered it though. That's true. Uh, So Hopper and Joyce. Joyce. God bless Hopper. Hopper and Joyce. Now. Okay. So like after, after Murray, the conspiracy. Yeah. um, Of characters. Yes. I I love him. Murray was, uh, he came, he encountered Jonathan. Nancy and Jonathan. Jonathan and Nancy have to get together. So they encountered Murray, Mr. Conspiracy Theorist guy. And right. he was like, he's the one that was all like, 
okay, you guys, <laughs> why don't you just hook up and get it over with? Right. And they're like, oh, but we're just friends. You're clearly hot for night. each other. <laughs> oh, and then he oh, like, I, forget, so I, I love them. the quote so much. It's like, you have something chemistry and shared trauma. Right. <laughs> Which I'm yeah. Like, yeah. So like many of my chemistry ships. and shared trauma. And then he's like, he tells Jonathan that he has abandonment issues. And then he tells Nancy <laughs> that she has like... Just except you like the bad boy. Right. Like issues like loving bad or just like, yeah, like she doesn't love the bad boy who's Mr. Popular and like she's totally conflicted just except that you love the nerd or something like that. Like he totally psychoanalyzes both of them in under five seconds. So he was he was already kind of in the fandom as Mr. Matchmaker. Right. So this season it was Joyce and Hopper that got. Which is even better than Jonathan and And they were bickering. Like <laughs> in a car. Oh, the, well, see, Hopper and Joyce had been bickering like the whole series. Oh my gosh. Like the whole, well, the whole season, well, really. Yeah. Hopper like, asks her out, fighting and he's at each other. Clearly in love with her, but she kind of stands him up, so he's super. Oh yeah, clearly. Because Magnet. Yeah, well, he's hurt, and he's right because Joyce was too focused on the inky evil monster coming back and get yeah and getting her son because Magnet's kept falling off her refrigerator and if you know Joyce that the makes absolute like she's like I just like the scene where she loses on the cop she's like just tell me when the goddamn magnets keep falling off my refrigerator I'm like yeah that's Joyce <laughs> that's the best that's Winona so Ryder good. is the but best but anyhow so they're bickering role. oh she is oh this they're bickering yeah. back and forth and Murray like lets out and he's like would you two just rip each other's clothes off and get to it <laughs> Now, and they're like all offended like, like how dare you say such right. a thing no no, no. <laughs> and alexi in the back seat our favorite little russian is all like what are you talking about and they're like yeah, i haven't had sex and alexi's like are you kidding me and so they're, they're, like, they're laughing, laughing and hopper is all pissed that they're laughing at him it's so great <laughs> it's just oh god i love that it's show it's the best show now i want to rewatch <laughs> the whole thing so anyhow she asks him out on a date at the end and they're like, That's okay, really tomorrow sweet. night we'll meet at seven. I should have known. Or I'll pick you up and we'll go to Enzo's. And it is a date. It, I know. It's. Should have known then. Spoiler. Um, can we he's talk? Not dead. He's not no, dead. He's not he's dead. Not... Okay, spoiler. Turn he's off your radios. Dead. He's not dead. No. So it looks like Hopper dies he's at the very dead. end. He <laughs> dies saving his daughter, Eleven. And it's like heart wrenching. And it's just. And like... everybody. Basically <laughs> saves the world while he's yeah. at it. And it's just like. Oh my gosh. And then like the whole thing with the really great uh, part of like Hopper and Eleven. And so Eleven's dating Mike and like they're teenagers now and they're making out all the time. And Hopper is like flipping his shit about this teenage kid macking on his daughter. And so like he has this big talk with Joyce and she's like, no, you can't yell at them. You have to have like this really like, you know, heart heart to heart. And so she helps him write a speech and he's practicing it. What you find out later is that he doesn't give her kind of the speech that Joyce has dictated to him. That sounds a little bit more clinical and very classic, like counselor speak, but he turns it over and he writes all his feels and just how much. Oh, that he loves letter 11 should be and like, studied. And it's like, uh, <laughs> he had lost. I his, wept. He, the reason why he loves 11, like 11 is basically. Everybody wept. <laughs> yeah. So he lost his little girl. The re- Harper lost his little girl to cancer. And so he got um, divorced and then he moved back to his hometown, and became the sheriff. So that's kind of Hopper's backstory. So finding 11 kind of reopened his heart is basically. And so it's his second yeah. chance. And so he just really, he talks, tells her, you know, life is about hurting, but hurting, as long as you know, you're hurting, 
you're out of the cave. And it's just, it's just so, like, if you do not sob your fucking eyes out at the very end of season three, I would question whether you have a soul. Hobbs is the best. You just, it's like, oh my God, I can't, I can't. Anyways. I can't. Can we talk a little bit about uh, Jonathan and Nancy? Because they had a scene that I really they're wish. They're a little boring, but I know <laughs> it's a, they're super boring this year. Oh, but that scene is good. in the yeah. elevator. Okay, so the whole time Nancy is saying, "Hey, something weird is going on, and we should investigate it." And Jonathan's like, "Everything's fine," which for Jonathan to say that is spectacularly ridiculous because his brother was literally infected with some inky evil monster basically demon possessed a demon possessed so it's like jonathan really so you know the huge horrible monster attacks them it's like they're in the elevator and you know nancy's like they had gotten into a huge fight and nancy's kind of apologizing and not kind of she's apologizing and you know jonathan's like yeah thanks for your apology you know just from my standpoint i was so spectacularly and humiliatingly wrong about everything and i had a moment where i was was like i would have given anything for oliver queen to make that speech to felicity at some point because like oliver would apologize but there was just the way that jonathan apologized to nancy that was just like i was a spectacular douchebag i was super wrong and i can't even believe i was this wrong but it's like i'm humiliatingly wrong and i was like there are just so many times oliver should have said to felicity i'm humiliatingly wrong about x y and z and he kind of apologizes and like admits that he's a moron but like not like that and i just was like I not to that elic- degree i want an elicity scene like that maybe they can squeeze it in the series finale yeah okay. but basically jonathan was relegated to just keep nancy alive this season <laughs> yeah like nancy and jonathan were just kind of like they were like um monster bait for most of the most yeah. of the thing which is scoop's troop was where it was like at. Scoop's troop was literally the best team up whatsoever. Yeah, so like there's like with the side bonus to L and Max because they they're friends. L and Max is great. Yeah, I agree. So it's kind of like Joyce and Hopper, Scoop's the Scoop's team, and then it was um, Mike and Eleven and Max and the other kid's name that I can never remember his name. Lucas. Lucas. So it's it was just so satisfying when they all. Get come together. together. I'm like, oh, okay, the group's Because that, that shot at the end when the thing is popping out of Eleven's leg and then it's crawling away and then Hopper Ugh. steps on it and it stands up to like, him. Okay, the one thing that Stranger Things, Stranger Things does stuff really good, but the one thing that they do amazing is character entrances. Yes. Like, they are oh so good God. at the badass the motherfucker you entrances. There's so L's many L entrances that are just amazing. But, like, Ugh. at the end of season two, when L comes back and, like, it's, like, because they're all going to die. 100% they're going to die. And she just, like, saves all of them. And it's just, it's one of the best. And like, a demo dog comes right, through the window. Right through the like, window. What the and they're like, hell? What the hell? Yeah, exactly. And, like, she, wa- <laughs> like, she opens the door with her mind and she walks in. It's slow-mo. And, like, Mike's expression, if they could bottle that adorable happy sadness into something <laughs> i don't know what they would call it but it was it's, so cute it's like the look that oliver has whenever right. he like it's like his wife you know? <laughs> i saw a gif of like oh i totally need mike and 11 to happen and like now they happen and like you're screaming oh god no it's like i don't need to see them make out they're children <laughs> take it off the but screen but we saw them 
make just out. Just right. I like don't need to see Mike <laughs> Mackin on Eleven. I just want them to be together. Like I want them to skip the dating part. I want them to be cute in love with no physical anything, and then I want them to be married and have babies when they're in thirties. When they're in their thirties. For now, just cuddle Jen and lives watch a movie in together. a Hallmark movie. Basically, I'm a Hallmark show. That's why when calls the heart really works for you me. Are. Okay, I'm so, so pissed off of when they killed oh, my guy. Oh my god. Okay, so I think that was about. Oh. We had to talk about Billy because you were warning me about Billy because I was like, because Billy's like, the, he was the bully last season. He was such a dick. And Billy kind of gets here his because he gets infected. And I was like, woohoo, Billy's infected. And then you're like, oh, but you know, Billy's complicated. I'm like, screw Billy. And then like at the end, I was like, oh, that was nice. No, well, my <laughs> thing is like. Billy is complicated. complicated. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid Callie being right. See? I hate her when she's right. Like, obviously, he doesn't deserve the death and the fate that he did, but he's still a terrible person. And right? Racist. It's like, okay, does his behavior? He's still a terrible person. Yeah, but he did a, an awesome thing. At the but end. like, yeah, I mean, him taking it—he basically took on this horrible monster to protect two little girls. Like, that's feels-inducing. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know it was like, like a, it he wasn't did, he a did perfect... one good thing. Before he did he one died. good thing before you know, so maybe he's got a shot at heaven. We'll see. Uh, what else on Stranger Things? I think that was about probably it. Not. Anything else? <laughs> I think we're good. We're at 138, girls, so we should probably, like, in danger of... Probably start wrapping things wrapping up. It up. So it gets angry. <laughs> we had an idea, but then there were too many other things, and also the ability to talk about how terrible Let's... Luke P is. The limit doesn't exist. Right. So. I know. Let's, let's, let's wrap... Do a whole songs podcast. So we will whenever do... We, whenever Maddie's back from vacation and we have time... Yes. We'll do a song. Yes. When work releases me from their clutches. Was that better? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a dark place, guys. <laughs> so we'll just give you a tentative August. Like, <laughs> Right. And we'll do another Bachelorette because we got more Bachelorette episodes that we have to watch. Because we got... Yeah. So we got Mental All next week okay. and then the finale. So we might, we might do some post-finale feelings. Right. right. Sounds good. Alrighty, ladies. We'll talk to you guys soon. All right, bye. All righty. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week. Be sure to listen next week. Subscribe to Watch Over on iTunes. Or Google Play. And look us up on Twitter and Tumblr. 